So my son passed me in the hallway and said, Dad, have you done an episode on preferences? And I said, no, it sounds interesting. Tell me about it. He said, you know, you know, do you like dogs or cats or do you like, uh, you know, uh, what that kind of says about you as a person, like what you prefer? And I was thinking about that going to, you know, what we prefer sometimes is dependent on where we are, maybe in space and time, what our context is, because once your preferences will definitely be influenced by that. Yeah. Or the reality of situations. Yes. And what you choose to prioritize and what you don't. So this episode is called Preferences and Priorities, and it's a contextual awareness episode. So launch out onto the loop with Josh and me, Brian, as we discuss this today on Curiosity Continuum. everybody this is josh and this is brian thank you for joining us today on curiosity continuum for those of you tuning in for the first time we are a podcast and movement started by two lifelong friends who want to spark your curiosity help you integrate information and enhance your everyday contextual awareness in a constantly changing world by sharing conversations with you that explore examine and reframe common practical topics and if you want to receive updates when new content's available please be sure to hit subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you can receive notifications when there's something new to listen to. You can also go on to curiositycontinuum.com and sign up for our newsletter, which is now uh, active and doing things like we had talked about for a while, and we are now starting to use that. We appreciate all of you, our listeners, for engaging with us and sharing your curiosities and thoughts with us and your friends as we explore this together. All right, Brian. So we had this idea, or your son had this idea for like preferences, and I think we kind of touched it on it in the uh, intro. A little bit, but we're going to call this preferences and priorities because it's kind of a snazzy name. It's very snazzy, and um, <laughs> yeah, and you know, it, it it rolls off the tongue in a kind of uh, good, you know, kind of thing. You can so, guarantee it on this podcast that if you don't like the content, you'll at least think the title is snazzy. <laughs> yeah, which we always try to make it interesting anyway to where you want to download it. So. <laughs> <laughs> So, Brian, where did you want to take this conversation? So there's a lot of um, things. We all have our preferences, right? You know, I prefer steak over chicken. I prefer vegetables over fruit. I prefer whatever, whatever it may be. There's always things that can do that. And these these are things generally that don't reflect on like the necessity to live, for example, right? Like if you like right. like the the blue piece of candy or the red piece of candy, that's not going to matter in the grand scheme of everything, really. You know, but there's the different preferences that you have. And usually when we have the option, we like to have uh, flexibility to be able to exercise it until sometimes those collide with your priorities. So that could be a budget priority. It could be a time priority. It could be an availability priority. And these things then kind of reconfigure themselves in a different way. So like Josh, I know we've talked about things like you say, hey, you know, when I've got my, my budget for the month and... You know, there's a priority that comes up to say like, hey, you know, this bill came up and then you say, okay, well then, you know, my preference would be to go maybe buy a fun thing like this, but you push it off in the interest of financial responsibility. Right. I mean, I think as adults, everybody has to make those kinds of decisions. Do I pay this? Do I pay that? 
Um, do I do something fun? Do I, I mean, look, let's get the reality out there. Everyone wants to go do something fun. I mean, if I, if I had <laughs> unlimited money, I would not even worry about this stuff and just go do something fun every day, you know, but I don't. And in reality, I have to have preferences on certain things and, you know, I, I choose to live, so I, I want to eat and I, I you know, I, I'm a larger gentleman, so I love to eat and I love to cook. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, those are my preferences right now. Yes. <laughs> There's also too sometimes when there's shortages of things, you're not you kind of allow your preferences to fall by the wayside in the interest of actually meeting the need, you know, and a need of, of when you're constrained in resources. It's like if it's the difference of having something right. where like um here's different bottles of water. It's like well this is the one I prefer. It's like this is the only one we got, and you're thirsty. It's like okay, well then this is what I'm gonna go for. But these things kind of tell us where sometimes our preferences also tell us what our priorities are. For example, you right. Know? The realities of the situation do change too. Do change your preferences and priorities. So, for example, in the, in the United States, actually, ever in the world, as we record this, we're going through you know the coronavirus pandemic, and you're seeing, I think, I, and I think it surprised a lot of people, but the way that you're spending your money has drastically changed, and it changed almost overnight, where people were canceling trips, canceling uh, fun outings to do. And taking those resources and spending it exactly on what they consider their priorities, right? So food, water, and for some unknown reason, tons and tons of toilet paper. But we kind of get that from, you know, this is the way things are going. So it's kind of interesting to see that shift, don't you think, Bri? It is. And I'll tell you, for my own toilet paper odysseys that uh, I've, <laughs> I've experienced, you know, um, I, <laughs> I have my preference for brand just because I feel like the overall experience is the best experience, you know, <laughs> and everybody's got their own hierarchy of things where they do that. And everybody can understand what I'm talking about in this thing during the, you know, there's not as much available, but now it's like, because it's toilet paper. It's like, I want something available and what's, what's right. available, the brand that I don't like, you know, am I not going to not buy that? Th no, I'm going to buy that thing and be grateful that I have it in my home. Cause at that point it's like, it's meeting the need. I don't have to. It's it's the priority. It's not the preference. Exactly. And sometimes, like I said, they both inform. I know, like, for example, so my wife is the car lover out of both of us, and she loves old classic cars, and, and there's a, a car that she would like. It's not terribly expensive, but it's more fancy than, you know, the the standard issue rural Minnesota car that Josh and I were used to driving around our hometown. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you mean the one that just worked? Yeah, it worked, yeah. <laughs> it was only 20% rust on the bottom of that thing because of all the seasons mm -hmm. of salt and snow and everything. So when like used cars come up, for example, and we're looking at them, uh, we like we did fairly recently, this is something that we have like, okay, so here's our preferences and like how we need to do our life, and so we prioritize those things. My preference is actually a need because of X, Y, Z, you know? And then you kind of have to, they're two different things because... They, they unhinge, they kind of give like in the season of our life right now, you know, our children are older. So do we need the room for car seats? No, but they're taller now. If we take family trips, it just needs some, a little bit extra room. And right, also right. if they had, um, one of their friends from school, right. who wanted a room, like now we have like a third row to be able to go do that. To me, when you have to kind of reconcile that among two people, even too, my wife's preferences weren't always my priority. 
and vice versa. That always causes interesting conversations to happen in a relationship when that happens because you have to reconcile right. it some way. Okay, Josh, so let's take it to a, a, a different perspective with now. And can you talk about, let's talk about gaming experiences because I know it's something that you love and are near and dear. And, you know, you are a collector of different consoles. Tell me, because, and now we have the up the uh, situation too where there's a lot of the same titles on different platforms. Right. So it's not, sometimes you have the exclusivity like a Zelda game will always be on a Nintendo. Yeah, like a first person versus a third person, like a third person developer is what you're talking about. Like something is available on like every console. Yeah, but talk about that in the way of like when you have a console and you have to make a buying decision, is the person buying it because they really, they they have t- titles that they prefer or is it or is it like an interface they prefer? Because I mean, really at this point, I mean, the technology is there to be able to support whatever kind of game you'd want to play, but like Xbox or PlayStation or like what drives those decisions for people to, to kind of balance those two things. Okay. So the shorter answer is yes, that <laughs> it's everything that you think it is. It is preference over brand preference over titles, preference over, you know, things and like all, all that kind of stuff. Price, just a little history lesson real quick. Like way back in the day, all these consoles were different, right? Like we didn't have as much choice. First of all, it was like an Atari or maybe you had a Nintendo, you know, then enter PlayStation and then Microsoft enters in early 2000. Now they're all competing against each other and they're trying to differentiate themselves from each other a little bit. They have do they do have exclusive titles to each, each console. So that is a big draw point. Like right now I would say Nintendo is like that for exclusive like IP intellectual properties. When we say IP, they have the best IP on the planet. Everyone knows if you show Mario to somebody in a third world country that probably never seen the game, probably knows that's Mario for some reason. Everybody knows who that is. So it's like this brand awareness, this kind of stuff. Nintendo is kind of the top with that. Sony is like a really close second. And I would say that for exclusive titles, they're probably the best. Like if you wanted a system just for exclusive titles, like you like playing single player games, you like playing that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's your preference. Xbox is really known for, they started it, they started this trend with PC architecture and being like the home entertainment device in your home, right? So they do have exclusive titles. They kind of fell off the boat with that a little bit and now they're trying to kind of write that chip and get back on that. What I'm finding more and more, because I'm, I save up for all of them and I eventually get everything. I just don't always play on one thing all the time. So what I find more and more is people are preferring the console or thing where they can socialize with their friends that are on there because there's online ecosystems now with all these consoles, right? I gotcha. So you have certain friends that maybe they can only afford one console and they're on Xbox and they've been on Xbox forever and their digital purchases are going with them from console to console, right? Mm Mm-hmm. So when they buy a, something on 360 and it's playable on their Xbox One, that's giving you value. So they're sticking with Xbox ecosystem. They won't switch back over to PlayStation, for example. And there are a group of people that do that. Now, I personally like, I prefer my Xbox. If I can play it on there, I'm going to. Um, that's just my personal preference with the controller, with my friends are on Xbox, the ones I talk to. Um, for example, like Brian and I, we know a, a mutual friend of ours, Matt. Matt, he's on there. So, I mean, he has a he has a PlayStation 2, but I don't talk to him on PlayStation. I talk to him on Xbox. 
you know? So there is that preference. That's actually a really good point, especially um, in the time when you may say, hey, I want to start something new in my life. I want to maybe help make a product or, or do something like that. When you start to think about how people think and what their preferences are and what their priorities are when it comes to buying something. So we'll talk about consumerism right. and how this applies. I, I find Josh's his assessment of gaming consoles really interesting because if you launched a brand new console, like a, an entire console by itself, there's a lot of headwinds that you have to overcome now by some of the major right. players in the market, right? Your better play might be to build a game or you know, develop a game that can be on multiple platforms, right? Because that way you can meet people, whatever their preference is, and still connect with them in a certain way, right? Now, if your particular right. idea is going like, hey, you know what? Like, It's like Pepsi and Coke. I like how Coke tastes because it has a little bit more of this, or I like Pepsi because it's a little bit more like that. Then, you know, it's a little bit more, you have a little bit more pull because if somebody didn't have like a Diet Coke, for example, they might order something like root beer or something crazy like that. You know what I mean? Like Diet Coke yeah. fans are like hardcore about their Diet Coke. Yeah. When they go to the, and you say, I'll have a Diet Coke and they're like, how about Pepsi? No. What else do you got? <laughs> <laughs> you know? So some of those preferences, understand if you're trying to communicate with somebody in the way of a consumerism type of thing how much you're actually are fighting against in order to do that. The best thing to be able to do is like, maybe there's a, a chance where there's not a lot of choice and now you're offering like a different choice. Right. And that's where, I mean, we're just going to take it back to the console thing. That's where console manufacturers are trying to do. That's what they did try to do. But now what they're finding out is they're all kind of becoming like Sony and Microsoft are becoming kind of one thing. You know, they're like the same, just like two sides of the same coin. Nintendo's the one that kind of deviates. They do their own thing. So if you get people that, you know, they'll buy like an Xbox and a Switch or a PlayStation and a Switch, it's very hard to find. Well, it's not hard, but it's it's more rare to find somebody that has the PlayStation, Xbox, and the Switch. <laughs> you know what I mean? I gotcha. Yep. I think with that also, when you have people's patterns, this is where I think right. Apple and people like BMW and other, you know, brands that you would know, they're known. Samsung, they do this. Yeah. Yep. They're, they're known for their innovation and here's the thing that you need the human component to, that data will never tell you by itself. It's like, hey, we sold a thousand million widgets or whatever. That's wonderful. But the preference that people have for that thing doesn't always say, yeah, but I wish it did this. You know, like whoever thought of right. something like an iPod, not an iPad, but an iPod, before there was such a thing as an iPod. You know, who thought of something like a, a touch phone before there was one? You know, people prefer to have, have their computer in their pocket. Like, when would that ever have been a thing? But that's where human innovation is really interesting. When you like, it might be something to meet the need. It also might be something to go. There's a need here that's not even being addressed in the way that we would want to do it. And that's where creativity and innovation can run wild. Right, and that's where we pull it back to the kind of topic that we're talking about: preferences and priorities. So, if you can figure out people's preferences and priorities and separate the two, or even just do that with your own life and like how you do it internally, then you kind of understand people. And if you understand people, it'll give you that space to innovate. You'll understand what they need even before they want it. So for example, like a lot of people talk about Steve Jobs being this great innovator, and he was. He's the one who came up with the idea of the iPod or the phone in your pocket with a computer. But before, like when they first showed that thing, people were like, no way, we are not going to use that. Now they use it every day. And they can't imagine their lives without it. 
And why did he do that? Because he knew what people wanted before they even knew it, because he knew what their priorities were going to be. Real change happened that way. A societal change happened. Yes. I mean, right? Because, I mean, without phones, I mean, just think about what we're living now today, Brian, with, I know this is like dating the episode a little bit, but with our socially, I'd say physically limited world, the technology is our lifeline. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And who would have thought that we were going to lean into it so much? Yeah. Even a month ago, you know? Yep. To help us feel like we're not, you know, on our own desert island of sorts. We can still connect right. with people that we love and care about and do our work and all those things. So um, it'll be interesting to watch, especially as days unfold, about how people's preferences, about how they work, when they work, what type of work they do, all those different kinds of things, how they're reprioritizing. This is uh, always, it's always a good time to always, uh, it's, I say that, it's always a good time to always be looking at your preferences and priorities to say, is it actually where I want to be right now? Because if it ain't, it's never too late to change and start something, you know? Power of change is in you. That's true. I know it's cliche. The power is is yours. (laughs) And knowing's half the battle, you know? (laughs) Yay. (laughs) But that is, I mean, I know it's cliche and I know it's kind of, I mean, it's corny. It's true. I mean, if that power is within you to change. So if you're Preferences and priorities are either screwed up. You know, I think many of us have noticed that there are some priorities in our lives right now that maybe they shouldn't have been priorities and we're trying to flip flop it and we're trying to do it all. We're trying to do like a flip flop that we should have done probably a couple of years ago within like a month, mm-hmm. you know, and it's, it's hard and we're, we're people are some growing pains with it, but we're getting through it. Think about all of this and how it ties to your life because it does matter and you have the power to change it. Absolutely, Josh. So until next time, this is Brian. And this is Josh. The Curiosity Continuum.